For my first episode of History Kids, I will start on World War I. It's 1914, the height of civilization, modern art, technology, and warfare suppressed. Let's have a war. Everyone knew a big war was coming. Germany wanted more land from everyone. France wanted land that Germany stole from them in a past war. And everyone's talking to each other behind their backs. The Ottoman Empire and Austria-Hungary thought they were pretty cool and liked each other. But tons of different ethnicities living in there didn't like them so much. So, World War I starts in Sarvajo, Serbia, where this group of men hated the Austrian-Hungarian Empire and decided to assassinate their archduchess, who was like their heir to the throne. So they went, while he was driving out on a parade, they got some bombs and they threw it at his car. But they missed and hit an officer's car behind him. So then the Archduchess drives away in world peace. But no, he goes back out and drives along a road to visit the officers who were hurt in the bomb. Then he goes back out and his driver makes a wrong turn. And by sheer coincidence, he lines up to one of the failed assassins who pulls out his pistol and bang. So that solves off a whole political affair. Austria-Hungary blamed the whole of it on Serbia, who probably had something to do with it. But Serbia was allied with Russia, and Russia was allied with France, and Austria-Hungary was allied with Germany, so this could turn into a whole national incident. So Austria-Hungary set a list of full, impossible demands, like we'll control your whole army, and let's send our police to patrol your streets. And Serbia literally had to say no. And because they said no, Austria-Hungary was like, well, they declared war. There, World War I begins. Right then, Germany had Austria-Hungary's back, and they declared war on Serbia, too. Russia had Serbia's back, and they declared war on Austria-Hungary and Germany, and France joined in, too. Britain was neutral at the time, because they didn't want to get involved. So Germany had this master plan. They would go and invade France at lightning speed and take over all of it and then go back and attack Russia, because Russia was really slow at mobilizing its troops. There, boom, we all speak German. So Germany gets this plan ready to invade, but there's a problem. Along the French and German border, there's tons of forts and tons of troops ready to defend against Germany's attack, and they can't waste any time going uh, attacking French defenses. So they decide to go around through Belgium and march 750,000 troops through. Well, this kind of ticks off the British because they declared war on a neutral country. So they join in on the Allies' side, which isn't too good for Germany. So then the fighting begins. Hello, this is episode two of History for Kids, World War One. So Germany invades Belgium. And the Roman of Belgium will just be quiet about this and hush down. But no, they fight back. And they win at the Battle of the Lynn. And then Britain arrives too to fight against them. While Germany is starting to win battles through Belgium, they commit some atrocities along the way. And they wear spiked hats and wear skulls on their uniforms. So if you're trying to look like the good guy, bad job. So this starts like a whole propaganda extravaganza with the Allies. And it has its effect around the world, especially in the United States. During the start of the war, the United States had a lot of ethnic Germans living there. And they're like, yay, Germany! But now that Germany's committing atrocities in Belgium, they're less enthusiastic. So then Germany also attacks on the French, the French line of defenses, and it's kind of a stalemate. But all of a sudden, then Russia is ready, 
way quicker than recognized. And so then Germany asked Austria-Hungary to start fighting them. So they start to invade, and they're having a good job, and then they get pushed back. So then Germany has to send some troops over there. Austria-Hungary during the war was not so good. They had some really handsome guys, their military commander, but he always disobeyed the German um, plans of attack and just came running back whenever he's in trouble. Well, then Germany starts to send troops there and then wins some battles with the Allies and starts pushing them back. And it's, they're pushing them back and then they're inside of Paris. And then over on the Eastern Front, they almost wipe out the whole second Russian army at the Battle of Tannenberg using well-conducted artillery and with only two generals with a smart plan. So then they're invading Russia and almost reached Paris. So you remember, Germans are about to get their plan. You think wrong, they're about to lose. But then stuff starts happening. At the resulting battle, the French army knew something had to happen soon. So the commander-in-chief ordered their armies to stop retreating. In the resulting Battle of the Marne, and in the resulting Battle of the Marne, a gap opened up in the German lines. And if a gap opens up, you can use your troops to flank and surround them. So that's what the Allies did. And so then Germany had to retreat. Then the Allies launched a counterattack to push them even further back on the Western Front. So the Germans dug in. And the Allies dug in too. And so then they started outflanking each other all the way to the coast and the resulting trench warfare. And over on the Eastern Front, they were destroying the Russian. Russia had not a lot of food and munition and they were slowly wearing down and not even enough guns for their troops. So now, in the next episode, we'll talk about trench warfare. Hello and welcome back to History for Kids, World War One, Part 3. So with the Western Front stuck on Stony, let me let me give you a quick thing of how trench warfare worked. So there was two sides in either trenches. One side would plummel the other with thousands of artillery rounds. And then they would charge their men over at the lines through no man's land. A bloody mass of corpse and barbed wire and sinking mud and hope that the other side was too exhausted to fight back. Then the other side would either be overrun or send their machine guns and mow down the men. And then they'd send wave over wave of wave over men to try and get the trench. And thousands of men would die just to take a few miles of land. Trench conditions were terrible with diseases, rats the size of cats, lice and mud everywhere. It's crazy that millions of men stuck up with these conditions and that their commanders ordered them to and died from it. So with the war stuck in stalemate, they realized the countries realized it was not about gaining territory, more about wearing each other's country down. So they needed new frontiers. But first, the central powers, Germany and Austria-Hungary, gained a new ally, the Ottoman Empire, a growing empire in Turkey, who wanted more land and was recently exhausted by the recent Balkan War with the Russians. So the Ottoman Empire was decided, was split with deciding between joining the war or not joining the war. And then some of the politicians who wanted to join the war came over and shot some shells at Russia and was like, well, we're at the war now. And so then now the Ottoman Empire joined the Central Powers. The Allies also got in two new allies. Portugal was also looking a little chummy towards the Allies. So Germany declared war on it. 
and Japan joined the Allies as a major trading partner. During and the um, they were happy to take Germany's colonies in Asia, eager to grow their own empire. Thank you. And next, we'll talk about this new frontiers. The next episode. Welcome to History for Kids: World War One, the final episode. In this episode, I'll be featuring Jack Holt who has his own podcast, Reads of the Week. Go there and check it out. So the Ottoman Empire opens a front in the mountains, the Caucasus Mountains, but they weren't ready for the cold, and many troops froze to death. They also tried to take the Suez Canal, a major British trade port, that failed too. And while we're at it, Britain also blockaded German ports, so no food could again for the Germans, and they started to starve. Then the Allies invaded Gallipoli, a city in the Ottoman Empire, but they also failed in their bloody trench warfare. The war was wearing down Germany, and the Allies couldn't get many troops for their dominions overseas, as the Allies were quick to take the Germans in Papua New Guinea and in Africa at the start of the war. So at the beginning of the war, they decide to get together the countries and do the Hog Conference. The Germans and the Britain and France and Russia decided the rules for modern warfare. They decided no poison gas, no trying to kill civilians, and basically don't be a jerk. And the Germans did a secret meeting and decided, let's be jerks. So the Germans used poison gas on the front line in the trenches. They sunk civilian ships and they bombed London with Zeppelin air raids. Then Hungary, who was really mad about the First Balkan War that they lost, teamed up with Germany and they knocked out Serbia. Serbia lost more than one-third of their population. Then Serbia retreated to Albania. Since Albania had ties with Austria-Hungary, they did a friendly invasion and attacked the Serbian troops who escaped by sea. So then the Battle of Jutland started, the only naval battle in the whole war. Britain and Germany both had these super powerful ships that they wanted to keep by them at all sides. And in that battle, a bunch of them got hurt, and so they never had it again. So the troops for the Germans were wearing down, while the British could draft more and more men into the army. So the, they decided they needed to do something now. So the Germans attacked at the Battle of Verdun. It was a terrible battle, and the French defended it desperately, and there was hundreds of thousands of casualties. At the Battle of the Summit, 60,000 British were dead on the first day to distract them from the offensive. And that was the tank's first use of sci-fi technology at the time. Then, responding to French's call for help, counterattacked with the Brusov offensive, but they ran out of supplies and got stuck. Romania thought, hey, it's a good time to join the war. So they joined on the Allied side and then got destroyed by the Germany and Austria-Hungary joint invasion. The Greece joined the war too. They were decided at first and a national schism flipped the country in two. But then they decided to reunite and they joined the Allies who started a new front and started to push the Germans back. The British invaded Mesopotamia to protect their oil fields there. And then they smelt a small tiny army to go invade at Kut but then it got trapped and surrounded. T.H. Lawrence, known as Lawrence of Arabia, wrecked havoc on the Ottoman supply lines, and they started to get bad for the Ottomans. Now everyone was mainly depressed. There was mutiny in the French army, Russia was drained of their munitions and food, and Germany was starving. 
Who will break first? Answers Russia, starving and mad that a homeless guy was calling a lot of the shots. They revolted and they killed the royal company. First, then freedom government set up, but then the Bolsheviks took over and communism rises in Russia. With only the Western front yet, Germany decided to rise in morale. Wow, so then the war went on. U.S. got really rich, sending food and weapons to the Allies, and they're now the world's biggest economy. So Germany sent a message to Mexico saying, Hey man, it'd be awesome if you attacked America. But then the British intercepted the letter, and the Americans got crazy and were like, What? And they joined the Allies. Then the Americans started shipping troops to Europe. Germany knew it was desperate, and they had to make one last attempt to win the war. So they started massing the troops and punched at the summit and pushed them back. Then they punched north, and they punched again. But every punch they made, the Germans spend more and more resources while the Allies were going stronger and stronger, getting better at defending their attacks. The Allies launched their counterattack and pushed the Germans back. The Ottoman Empire dropped out, Austria-Hungary dropped out, and Bulgaria dropped out. Germany was the only one left. The Germans surrendered on November 11th at 11 o'clock at the Treaty of Versailles. Germany dished out the mullah is ashamed and had to reduce their military. At the end of the war, 17 million people were left dead. 20 more million were wounded and never again an awful war would happen for about 20 years. And that's a hint for our next episode.